right, it comes down to a coin toss. And I have a quarter. Okay. Okay. And you know, I haven't looked at a quarter. It's been about a, a year or two, man. I'm looking at this quarter. What do you quarter. mean you haven't looked at a quarter? I don't know. Nobody two. uses change anymore. Between Apple Pay, cards, debits, and uh, everything else out there. Yeah. Okay, so this what quarter. Do you, what do you have? Quarter? New York. Oh. New York. All right. I like that. Fun okay. fact, I have a complete 50-state collection of the state quarters. Really? I'm cool. I know. I have no idea. I had really had no idea they did that. They did that. Okay. So here we go. It comes down to a coin toss. Yes. Where are we Broke, going? Broken strings or, or black cauldron. Okay. Okay. And we'll explain why yes. after this. Broken strings. All right. There we have it. Okay. So we're in Orlando, Florida, guys. We're still here. We didn't go far. No. We stayed it's home. It's nice. It's yeah. good being home, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're in Central Florida right now. <laughs> yeah. And which we're going to bring up. Yeah. Because there, June will be the Central Florida Ale Trail Month, where we're going to be focusing on a lot of breweries that are doing this ale trail. And if you haven't gotten one of your maps yet, we'll talk about it in the outro. But yeah. uh, we're staying home for a bit. Yeah. So let's talk so, about it. So, all right. So the reason we had a choice yeah. between two breweries mm-hmm. is, in fact... If you are over by the Orlando City Soccer Stadium, there's one tap room featuring two breweries. Yep. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Broken Cauldron Tap Room. And you hear stories. You really do. And obviously today you're going to hear from the horse's mouth, which today will be Charles. Yeah. So Charles Frizzell is going to be our interview of the of this week and uh, with Broken Strings. But you'll see Broken Cauldron. So if you're wondering, wait, isn't there a Broken mm-hmm. Cauldron? Yes, Broken Strings, Black Cauldron came yeah. together as one tap room, but they are two separate breweries. Right. So today we're going to interview one, and then next week we're going to interview the other. And yeah, we'll yeah, introduce yeah. her yeah, yeah, yeah. next week, yeah, which I like is because now we have a female brewer episode. So, And we also want to give them love because it is the Orlando City. They are home right now in their new stadium, in their new grounds, and they're having their one year in a few days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So They've we're been giving in them love for a year. Yeah. So it's, I think it's time that we get over there and we see what's going on. Yeah. I'm excited to talk with Charles. I am too. Uh, I've been there a few times. Zach Nollinger and I went in to say hi, taste some beers. I love that I heard one called Liquid Vinyl and I was like, I need to cha- a ch- try a beer that is named after vinyl. So, yeah. Obviously. And uh, I have a feeling music is going to come up because if you've ever been in there in the tap room, you notice that there are musicians on the wall. And uh, we're going to get into that as well. So I'm excited. I Let's am. do it. Yeah. Let's go in. Okay. This I'm going to go a, in. This is, by the way, guys, this is a two-parter. So this is part one yeah, of, of Broken, Broken Cauldron. Cauldron. All right, guys. Weird. Yeah. Okay, bye. Actually, actually I was the last time I was here, it was opening opening of the uh, season, the season opener. And uh, it was Fucking crazy. It was yeah, busy. It was Dude, that, that was a really good day for you guys, wasn't it? So I'm going to ask a first question, and we're going to answer it last. Because I think with you, if people have been here, or if anybody's ever yeah, been here, they know uh, the motif of this, this, uh, this brewery, this tap room. So the first question is, if you're allowed three bands, three bands, any era, living, uh, dead, and you get to pick the set lists... You get to pick who's playing, and 1,000 of your closest friends, which is a lot of friends, but 1,000 is very intimate. So you, that is your show. Who would you pick? So throughout this, unless you could answer that now, 
I'd be super impressed. But uh, I'll <laughs> give me a second on that. Yeah. So we could answer it last. We'll go back to it as in like, have you thought about those three bands? Because that's huge as you're a huge music lover, correct? You're, of course. Yeah. So uh, and if you again, you've been here, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you answer it last if you need to. Or if you just go, shit, I got it. I got it. I have the answer. Then just pop in. But, uh, yeah, I thought that would be interesting for you to think about. Because have you ever thought about that ever? Having the ultimate, ultimate show, three yeah, bands. I have. Yeah. It's usually bands that I don't have the ability to see. Of course. Bands that are no longer with us yeah. or I wasn't alive to see. Or is there, like, a show that has blown your mind saying, if I could see that again, holy shit, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like, I would, I would definitely do that in a heartbeat. There's a couple of those, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, of course. I don't have a running count, but yeah, I've probably been over 500 concerts. Yeah, I have all the most of the ticket stubs in a box. Do you couple, still? Couple Good. boxes. Yeah, some of them are laminated. Dude, really? Yeah, that's I've awesome. I've gone through that. Effort. Have you Have you ever worked in music at all, or not really? No, I worked at uh, Hard Rock. Okay, um, down at the uh, downtown Universal oh, Universal City Walk yeah. for a while, uh-huh. just serving tables back in like '05. Okay, um, I tried to kind of get into the industry. At one point, uh, I was interviewing with a couple uh, with a ticket sales company, Ticketfly. Okay. Oh, Ticketfly! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed okay. with them for a little while. Yeah, I was trying to become like their Florida rep, um, and they're expanding into like selling attractions and stuff like that, but still doing concerts. But that didn't pan out. So no, I never really actually got too involved with it, which is probably a good thing because yeah. it's like once you work somewhere mm-hmm. or for something kind of changes it for you yeah it does um, not so much with the brewery side of things okay good because it's 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 ours it's yeah my, you know yours. it's something that i have a vested interest in mm-hmm. um but as far as like you know you go work at a theme park you know that kind of that magic kind of goes away it does you know, you're you there every day the, you go behind the scenes yep. working at disney or universal and it just and then you go as a um as a visitor yeah, family coming to town, and if, you take them. It's and a it little just, different. Yeah. You know the uh, yeah. ins and outs, and you know what's going on behind the scenes. Definitely. And, um, so I think that could have potentially maybe changed my view or enjoyment. Yeah, it does. Concerts. It does. I, I worked uh, I worked for a major label, and it definitely made me appreciate indie music more and more and more. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like, you really hear numbers, and you, you walk through... You know, you're on Madison in in downtown uh, downtown Manhattan, and you're on the 34th floor, and you're seeing, oh, so and so is writing an album over there, and they're and you're like, well, that's not even the musician. It's just some three people sitting there, and you're like, holy shit, man! Like this is how the big the big boys write music, and it's just it's it's very disheartening. It is extremely disheartening. So and now I got to think about it. Our friend, uh, one of our good friends, and he has a podcast called The Trailer Was uh, Better. Our friend Terrence Yip asked us this question a while ago, and I was always like, yeah, you know, and I still never answered him who my three bands would be. So, shit, I don't even know, and it's been yeah. weeks. It's been weeks. I mean, because I could expand that list. Yeah, There's and I knew so to many, ask you. I knew to so ask you. so many people, and yeah, yeah I'm yeah. still having <laughs> And I'm probably, my list will probably end up being pretty cliche, but. No, but that's the thing. I mean, if that artist is that prolific and like did that great of music then yeah i think everybody should really kind of i'm looking at your wall right now and if, if nobody's been here yet guys in in broken in broken cauldron what you have is and i'm going to explain why we call it broken cauldron oh you are actually sure. um we have a bunch of artists on the wall and they all share something is that they've passed so how many how many musicians do we have on the wall oh wow Two, the four, new number yeah there is a new number now huh 
So 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 14, 16, 18, 22. 28, 14, I believe. 29. 29. 29, 29 and, doors. And you have room. You do have room we for more. We do have room for a couple more spots, and we could mm-hmm. move it over to that wall at some point if yeah. we decide to. I mean, I'm, we don't like adding to the wall. Never, right? It's a sad um, thing to do and that. And we could have probably put more people at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm um, glad that you did But there was though. a, you know, it was budgetary. We could only okay. pay the artists to paint so many. Right. Okay, um, that's good. But, uh, and so the, the four of us that are the owners and operators, we kind of all had a say yeah. in the original people that went on the wall. And there was a, like a core group that we all agreed on. Mm-hmm. Um, this was very close to like Prince passing. Right. So like Prince was a no-brainer. Bowie. No-brainer. Um, yeah. Janice, yeah. uh, uh, Marley, obviously. Mar- you know, this kind of means yeah, that, this that six. wall right there were like the guarantees. Yeah, like, yeah. Those Marley, are no-brainers. Yeah, John Lennon. And then the rest of them were, we each kind of had uh, 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 input. Okay, you know, We each right. had like two or three that were like ours. Right. So like... Um, I think you having Diamondback Daryl, like, you know... Uh, yeah, that was have... definitely... I mean, I was on board with him but that yeah. was definitely a uh, gene and ken from the oh, okay. cauldron side nice. i mean i okay. think they brought him up but he was definitely a guarantee like okay he was going to make the wall i think no matter what nice um, I like just i mean that. because of who he was and i guess that's one i don't think why people really passed, think about yeah you know what happened and you know how tragic that was mm-hmm. you know a lot of these unfortunately they took their own lives yeah or they were a result of you know abuses and such but he he didn't want to go. I don't think. No, he right. could have been still partying. And I, I'm, I'm looking, thinking like there's also the 27 Club. You yes, have a few there's of, a big chunk yeah. of the 27 yeah. clubs up there. You know, Joplin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, that's just kind. Of, but you know, a lot of these people are people we grew up with. You know? Exactly. And then we tried to be a little. We tried to be somewhat diverse and try and mm-hmm. cover um, some all as many genres as. You know, we you do. that we liked him. Um, you do. People joke about country. He's not. They're not up there. I say Johnny Cash. Yeah, is Johnny Cash. Country. Yeah. So he's our. You have jazz. You know. You yeah. Know, uh, Louis Armstrong's up there. We have Ella Fitzgerald. Love it. Um, yeah. You know, old old classic rock, new classic rock, rap and hip hop with Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. And they would be here. Like, wouldn't they be drinking? Wouldn't they want to be? Uh, I would hope like, so. Drinking a beer. I would so, hope so. So here we are at Broken Cauldron, um, and Charles, you have broken strings. Yes. And so that is your brewery, and we'll get into that. But we have something really unique going on over here, and we'll get into the story, and we'll tell your side, because sure. it is a two-parter, basically, of, of what we're doing with uh, Broken Cauldron. And obviously, we'll do uh, Black Cauldron next week to make it kind of tie in together. But let's talk about Broken Strings. So um, how did you come about and then getting into this room? So how did that go? All right. Well, I guess I'll start with what brought me to wanting to get yeah. into craft beer because you were let's say you were at universal right you're waiting tables in between there like how'd that happen I, I went back, I just, well actually i was shortly after it was around 2006 i was managing a restaurant local restaurant wing house and my grandma proposed the idea that it was time to go back and finish school okay i originally went to florida state right out of high school and we were the number one party school in america yeah three years I was there. What were you going for? Uh, at that majoring? time, I really didn't have like, just going. a focus. Okay. It was just go. You know, yeah. I wanted to get away from home. Mm-hmm. I wanted to experience new things. And I uh, had an older friend who took me up to Florida State while I was still in high school. Okay. We went to a football game. We beat the Gators. I stormed the field. <laughs> Did you? <with laughs> 80,000 other people. Yeah. The goalposts got tore down. The, yeah. bre- the sod was getting yanked up. I helped carry a goalpost out of the stadium. It was just 
awesome. And That's I just got awesome. sucked into the energy of Tallahassee and the nice. Seminoles. So. so you said up there. So where, where are you originally from here in Orlando? Um, Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Is where okay. uh, I moved when I was 11. I was okay. originally born and raised in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So I'm half Yankee, half Southern. I yeah. guess you could say I have a little bit roots in both. Yeah. Um, but uh, so when I was deciding to go to college, I applied to Florida State. And I think they're the only place I applied. Okay. And I got in. Um, they actually sent me like a pre-application, which I just had to put my name, address, and social security number based on my SAT scores, and I was in, which was great. Always good in high school? Were you, were you a good student? I was student? a good student in high school. Yeah. I was in honors classes. Okay. I, I got good grades. I think I graduated with like a 3.6, you know, but I also had a lot of fun in high school. had yeah. a good time. Yeah. Um, but back then, it was a little easier, I think, to get into the state schools okay. than it is okay. now. So when did you graduate? What year did you 97. graduate? 97. Okay, 97. I'm a lot okay. older than okay. I look. I'm 38. Um, yeah, baby face. It's we good. hear it. Actually, we say it every week. I think you're shocked. Uh, I don't know how brewers stay so young or look so young. Uh, it's but... a gift and a curse for me. I've always had a young look. Yeah. And, you know, it's great when you want people. Looking young is a great thing, yeah. obviously, having youthful appearance. But when you walk into certain situations, you want people to think of you as say a 38 or 36 year old person who has 20 plus years of mm -hmm. hospitality experience yeah um you know sometimes people tend to judge or they do. judge a book by its color oh, of, course. of course and there's really not much you know you can do as much as you like to look older but mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to add wrinkles or anything no so, no <laughs> uh, but you know it's a gift and a curse um but uh so florida state and um so I came back home, was managing a restaurant, and my grandma says, look, I want you to go back to school. Uh, I'll pay for your tuition. Nice. Uh, until you can get financial aid or whatever situated. So I went back, and I went to UCF. And so when it came time to pick a major or something to, you know, to graduate in, and uh, I was heard about the hospitality degree program that they right. had mm -hmm. and how, how good it was. And it just made uh, a logical connection. I had so many years in... Uh, restaurant experience, restaurant, nightclub, bars, hotels experience that it kind of made sense to get a degree in that. Yeah. You know, so that's what I did. And I was, did really well at it and um, ended up taking a beer course that we have there. Were you already thinking about beer? Were you, you know, enjoying my, it or were you not making uh, this it? This is yet? a side story. So uh, my grandfather was a master brewer. Okay. Okay. In Puerto Rico. Nice. Uh, he went to school in New York at a New, uh, United States Brewing Academy. I have his diploma and his, Do you really? his class photo in my office at home oh, shit, above that's my awesome. desk. I think he graduated in 45. Okay. And the school no longer exists. Uh, okay, but right. back then it was like the Siebel mm -hmm. of New York. Right. Um, and brewers from all around the world would go there and learn how to become or, or, you know, to, how to many, gain more experience. How many brewers in Puerto Rico at that time? At that time, there were only maybe a few breweries. Yeah, there was like a handful. Uh, my grandfather's brewery. Um, That's so rad. There was, uh, I believe, India was brewed back then. Uh, there's a couple others. I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Um, but uh, his brewery, ironically, was uh, Corona. C oh. Cerveceria de Corona. Okay. Cerveceria is Spanish for brewery. Right. Um, back then, there were two Corona breweries in the world. Back before, you know, companies were really focused on their brands, yeah. and it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, there were two. And the Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican Corona had all the Caribbean islands and, like, the east coast of America. And the Mexican Corona had, like, Mexico, Central America, and, like, the mid middle west coast side of america mm -hmm. 
And he brewed there. He actually was the founding member, along with a couple other brewers from like Red Stripe okay. and a Ow. couple other breweries in the Caribbean to start the Master Brewers Association of America Caribbean chapter. So it's really cool if you go to the NBA website and you go to the Caribbean chapter and click on history. Yeah, like the he's first there. sentence is my grandfather. That's so saying awesome. Saying back in such and such a day, Charles Frizzell and, and such and such uh, decided to start a Caribbean. So you're named after him? I am named after that's both awesome. my grandfathers. My okay. first name is from my father's side and my okay. middle name is my grandfather's side. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, but Charles is or Charles Frizzell was, was the head master brewer of the Corona Brewery. Yeah. Uh, and then started the Master Brewers Association. So I knew that that was always kind of in the family. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like, you know, uh, be cool to kind of bring that back to the yeah. family because it yeah. wasn't something my father had interest in. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, my grandfather passed before I was born. Oh, man. So I never got to meet him, but I'd always heard stories about him. And my grandmother would tell me picture stories and show me pictures. I mean, back then, um, they were, you know, they lived in San Juan, old San Juan. Okay, yeah. Uh, and they would have lunch at the country club with the Bacardi family and my father would caddy for Chichi Rodriguez and yeah, stuff like that so really? lots of cool stories love that of things and it's just cool to know that like at some point in time my family was really there like in, a heart in of the it. brewing industry yeah, yeah. so uh, went back to school took a beer course at UCF with Professor Meesum which a lot of people know in the brewing circles in mm -hmm. Orlando he's taught a lot of brewers he's actually I like the he was taught from Tom Mensch of Orange Blossom Brewing okay, uh -huh. how to brew. And therefore, I was taught by, by Ed, so I'm kind of like the grandson of Tom Bench of Orlando Brewing. Love that. Along yeah. with his, his son, Nick, who's doing Inoculum. And, right. Um, I think Mike learned a lot from, from uh, Tom as well over yeah. 1010. 1010. So yeah. it's kind of cool to be part of that. And learned a lot in that beer course. I mean, yeah. how many times can you take a college course and drink beer and learn about so, beer two yeah. days a week? Yeah, it's so awesome. Uh, it's so, so we awesome. did that, and I would stay. At, we would stay after class and learn how to homebrew in okay. the lab. There, we would brew a five-gallon batch. We would get to take a case home, or one and a half cases home, and the other half would stay at the end of the semester. Everyone would drink. You'd have sample it and try it. Um, so, and then the next semester I would, I came back and would attend a lot of the classes to kind of relearn everything and then help Professor Meesum teach the next that's, semester students how okay. to brew, kind of be his assistant, if you right. will. Right. That's a great idea. And it was great. You know, helped me learn and, you know, became kind of the president because someone needed to stand in and be the president to keep the brewing going. And so I did that and help out. And, and what year was this? Uh, 2008, I believe. Wow. I okay. graduated with my bachelor's in 09 and then immediately went in and started my master's. Okay. I'm like four or five credits away from a master's in hospitality, but I just couldn't read one more research paper. Right. And that's kind of when I decided to go full focus in, into opening a brewery. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went to go work at Big River. Okay. And worked under Kent Wall there. Mm hmm I was a server, but I was also essentially his assistant. Okay. I would do all the tours during the weekend. I would help him on brew days, pick his brain. Yeah, and we it's would, a good brain. Yeah, and when <laughs> he would get done for the day and I would be done with my afternoon shift, we would have a beer and talk about opening a brewery. Yeah. At one point, him and I were, were talking, talking about opening a brewery together. Yeah, was this like uh, maybe how Crooked Can was like kind started? Of. Yeah. You know, him and I okay. had thoughts. We were wanting to open up something and like, you know, we, we got along really well and just super cool guy and uh he had a lot to bring to the table and i had 
you know, my own side of things to bring to the, him more on the brewing side and mm-hmm. me more on like the operation side. Yeah. So we just would dream about it, sitting on the boardwalk at Disney, drinking a, um, that's so a cool. rocket red ale <laughs> after the shift. And uh, he ended up meeting the guys from Crooked Can mm-hmm. and they gave him the offer and couldn't refuse. And he went on to do that. And I ended up meeting my current business partner, Adam. Okay. And at that time, a gentleman uh, named Troy and they had put an ad on Craigslist okay. looking for a brewer. Get out. And I had been home brewing and had some bottle samples of some stuff I had done and emailed him back. And I think I was the first person to email him. And we met, had lunch, and brought my samples. And they went back home and tried them. And Did you, do you remember what you gave them? Uh, some early beers that I don't even think I've brewed since. One was, uh, 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 I called it a winter steam, a German winter steam. Hmm. It was a steam ale. We yeah. brewed a little extra stronger, and we aged it on German winter fruits, dried with apricot, raisins, and prunes, I think. Okay. Uh, dried uh, fruits that... They're called the, like winter fruits because okay. they, yeah. they, they, they last because right. they're, they're dried and yeah. preserved. So we aged it on that. And then the other one was a, uh, oh, man, I think it was a brown ale that I added raisin bran to. Okay. That's Just awesome. silly fun stuff yeah. that I was trying back in the yeah. early days. And they really liked it. They thought they, they were good, good beers and showing that I had uh, the ability to come up with some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we went full steam into it. Um, you know, I was calling the next when they were like, "Yeah, we, 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 let, let's do this." Next day, I was calling equipment people. Like, yeah, good, and good. Like, that was four years ago. We were way, crazy. way ahead of the curve, and I had no idea what I was calling and asking for. But you know, you learn as you go. Yeah, and started hitting up all the breweries as many as I could and picking people's brains, and uh, which is great about the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's so helpful. I but, love that. Yeah, I'm um, just gathering as much research as I could and introducing myself to everybody in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are known, you really are, and yeah, everybody I've talked to. Yeah, just I like, mean, yeah. and that took a few years, yeah. but and a lot of footwork and going to festivals and introducing ourselves mm-hmm. and just in, in, ingraining ourselves as much into the culture as possible, um, which has helped tremendously. Yeah. It's given us great connections and help. And, um, so the three of us went full steam, and we um, we were working on a name and that was something that took us forever. Really? The name okay. took forever. I thought that was going to be like, boom, no, instant. No, no, it was hard. Okay. And really we were pushing for a name. We wanted to come up with something because it felt like we needed a name to just have an identity. Yeah. You know, something to promote and, and just build around. Mm-hmm. And we threw stuff out and we researched. I read the entire Wikipedia page on Orlando. Okay. We right. were trying to find something that was history related. You know, like Cigar City of Tampa. Yeah, having the Ebor Cigar yeah. City, yeah. And Orlando, unfortunately, doesn't have, like, that rich of a history. <laughs> no, not really. You know, yeah. there's the citrus farming, and, you know, we, we had thrown around Mosquito County at a, a, okay. a few times, and, and right. there's some other guys that are trying to use that as a name. And we really didn't like that, and we didn't want to go no, with the theme parks. You don't want Mosquito in the You know, we, we thought a Rat City Brewing to okay. go with the mouse right. of Disney. Yeah. We just didn't like We were like, we probably shouldn't piss off Disney. Um, so then it was like, okay, what else do we like and enjoy? There you go. So the passion was, comes um, in. So other than craft beer, what do we have as a group? And it was music and sports were the top two. Okay. And we kind of figured that music would be a little more fun mm-hmm. uh, to, to play around with and to market and come up with beer names and yeah, stuff. Definitely. So we went with the music name. And I think uh, Troy, who's no longer with us, who moved on, um, 
his brother had thrown around the idea of broken strings and had come up with a rough idea of the logo. Okay. It's like yeah. the bottle being a guitar mm -hmm. and the cap break popping off because the strings are breaking. Yeah. And bounced around with a few ideas and that was the, the one we ended up like... Such a good name. That's the one. Yeah. And we thought it was different and kind of quirky, mm -hmm. you know, and it stands out. And it's definitely you. I mean, when you... And it definitely represents yeah. us, our love yeah. for music. I yeah. mean, I like to tell people, like, are you a musician? And I dabbled with singing for a little while. And okay. I really so, mm -hmm. took off with it. You know, it was hard to find other people that were focused on doing something. They did a lot of karaoke and stuff like that. So who's your favorite band? Nobody's Around. Pearl Jam. Oh. That's can you no sing? brainer. Can you sing Eddie Vedder? Yeah. You can? I do yeah. Better Man's my go-to. Yeah. I can I'll do Bled Better and I can do a bunch of other their songs. Like favorite? I think him and I have that baritone kind of octave, I guess you could say. I'm no way can I do Cornell with all four. No. He was a Gift, yeah, there's when you hear Pearl Jam is number one, my favorite band. Yeah, it's like 1996. What's your favorite album? Favorite album from Pearl Jam? Can you? Oh. I have mine. I do. It's because that's when I saw them the most. That's when I saw I saw them on. You the, know, you, Ten is obviously yeah. the one that sucked me in. Of course, but uh, I want to say Versus. For everybody does, yeah, because I, I think everybody doesn't want to say Ten because it's their first. It's and Versus just came that came out so impactful. Everybody was expecting Ten, and Versus was like, well, we're we're still we're still Pearl Jam, but here's it, it was professionals all hell that album. I think that's what's great about Pearl Jam too. Yeah. They've tried and changed so many of their albums. You, know, you can hear it like they've tried to go in different directions and try new things, and some are more like. Some have more of a punk feel to mm -hmm. them. Yeah, so, like so, I, the Do the Revolution song, was that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. God, it's been forever since I've listened to them. Bugs and just like weird things that they've done over the course of the years. They're really, like, they're not afraid of going, stepping outside their comfort zone. No, like not at all. Yeah. And I, I just found out yesterday, the day before, singles just came out uh, remastered and redone. Nice. So I really, really need to get that because I know it's on like a three platter vinyl and my favorite Pearl Jam song is State of Love and Trust great, I, yeah, great song God, the, un, I, the Unplugged from MTV yeah. version of and that and when he's sitting on that stool and he's just like so, so into powerful. that song and he's leaning back when he does it like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just ah uh, that Unplugged is seriously probably the best Unplugged I Ang love Angry that Angry Eddie is good yeah yeah, yeah, we have so many good songs there's Dude, that's a, so awesome a little idea. story in PJ20 that like that's when he I forget the song he was singing off the top of my head, but it shows like the moment that people think that like was the moment he like clicked and came out of his shell. Yeah. And there was, uh, it was a song and the, the bouncers were being really rude to the people in the front. Okay. And yeah. he started like screaming and you could tell he was visibly angry at security and he was literally like singing the song angry at yeah. the security yeah. guy. And like, you can just tell that that was like a moment, like he kind of, snapped out of yeah. his shell that he because he was he was the odd man out came from san diego mm -hmm. and joined the guys up, up, in, in, Se up yeah. in seattle yeah and, um cornell kind of brought him in like the lead singer guys they were like their own little fraternity right that's feel, what i heard yeah like made him feel welcome yeah especially with temple the dog yes you know? yeah. which is awesome stuff yeah. i, I yeah. feel bad that I, they did a short tour mm -hmm. doing temple the dog stuff and i wasn't I'm able so sorry, to make it to see they it. didn't yeah. make it to florida no. and now that cornell's not here yeah. i don't think that that won't happen but so, they did do him. Temple of the Dog him. songs at Pearl Jam 20, which okay. was their 20th yeah. anniversary. So I kind of say I got to see the full Temple of the Dog because Eddie was up there singing too. That's awesome. Whereas when they did the Temple of the Dogs tour, he wasn't there. He yeah. didn't join. No. Um, but 
back to the yep. original question. It's <laughs> so easy to get off on tangents. I love it. Um, but uh, so the logo, we came up with the name. Uh, and then the next step was the final location. Because okay. you can't really open mm-hmm. a brewery and do the, the paperwork and the, and the, the licensing and the, and the full-on stuff until yeah. you have a, a location. They need to drop off the equipment somewhere. So. Yeah, and, the, and the, the TTB needs to see a visual representation of the space. And mm-hmm. it's just like you need the space before you can really go move forward. And where did you think originally? Where were you guys Originally, thinking? we had a location. Yeah. We had signed a lease. It's just broken strings over on... Ivanhoe area on literally the same lo- where Gnarly Barley is, yeah, the bottle shop. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had um, some issues with the landlord as far as build out and some improvements she needed to do. Mainly it was the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, the parking lot needed, to ha- and that was after we had met with the city. And the city's like, okay, if you want to open up a brewery in this building, these are the things we are going to want. Mm-hmm. And one of them was you need this many parking spaces. That's and it needs still to be a- paved. Yeah. And the main cause of that is when she, we went to her and we're like, we're going to sign this lease. We need a paved parking lot with so many parking spaces right. and we need it within so many days. And she agreed to it. And there were a few other things that she agreed to uh, improve on. Um, and uh, we put in a, a time frame. You have these many days. If you do not do it within this time, then we can walk. Right. Okay. And that time frame came and went and she did None of the things that we had asked, but there were other things. She was working on the apartment upstairs. Oh, okay. But not doing the things that we had asked right. her to do. And, uh, so when the time frame came, we actually probably gave her an extra like month and a half or so Damn, past that really? point. Because we didn't want to give up on the space. Sure. It's, and it was, we really it's liked space. it. It was a good location. Um, and finally, we, we were like, we got to pull the trigger on this. We can't foresee going five years with this type of... Yeah. Knowing that this is possibly the type of relationship we're going to have here. And the hideaway had been there already, but um, was 1010 already there or they were building, 1010 right? made the announcement, I believe, after we had signed. Okay, okay. So we were not aware of them coming in. Okay. Uh, but we were welcoming of them. Yeah, of course. We were like, yeah, heck yeah, let's make Dude, this. Dude, you want that. You want Let's make this hopping. a craft beer corridor, yeah. you know, and yeah, then people can hop. And then Thirsty Topher was there mm-hmm. and still is. Yeah. Um, so we were like, that's great. You know, we had no qualms to it. And it was actually before that whole construction project was announced. Right. So in essence, after we pulled out from the lease and we decided, you know, uh, she ended up building the parking the, the parking lot, but not the right way to accommodate the right amount of spaces. No, not all. And that <laughs> no. may be why. Like the air conditioner was supposed to be moved up top of the building. Oh, okay. Giving you another parking space, yeah. not an, uh, an right. island. <clears throat> so... In hindsight, it, it was probably a good thing. I guess now, so, right? We, mm-hmm. we went back to the drawing board and we're like, okay, we need to find a new location. Okay. And we right. were looking like over by full sail on that Forsyth industrial area. Really? Okay. And found a spot, but we're, we didn't, it, it needed a lot more work than we were willing to put into it. We were looking over by UCF. Mm-hmm. So we thought that was an un, unserved area. It still is. It still is. But the property... The, the cost of finding a space over there was too expensive. Okay. There's not the right type of spaces yeah. for unless you're just going to do more of a brew pub type atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to have heavy equipment, you yeah, know, drains and Food. glycol systems, it, there wasn't the right. We just couldn't find the right, right spot over there in our cost. So, went back to the drawing board, and you were talking to Ken to Crooked Can, and 
um, Black Cauldron were kind of having the same, same issues, problem. finding the right spot. And we had actually been put next to them at the DeLand Craft Beer Fest. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, like three years three ago. Three years ago. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, and we were right next to each other, and I had actually, we had bought a three-barrel brew house in this time. Okay. Uh, a brewery that went out of business up in North Carolina um, was financed by a company over in Tampa called Elise. Okay. Which is the same gentleman that owns St. Pete Brewing Company. Oh, okay. Connect. And huh. uh, he posted on this beer for, uh, beer club I'm in. Uh, used to have a real long name, but now they just call it the Tampa Bay Beer Fort. Okay. It's a shame because... It used to be the pillow blanket, top secret pillow blanket, <laughs> pillow fort or something. Yeah. They changed the name, but back in the day, like Wayne Wambles and Christopher Johnson from Green Bench in the group, and you would have like three o'clock in the morning, like with these guys have conversations oh. either about craft beer or music or just throwing like silly men, like having meme wars yeah. the whole night. That's and so it was like, awesome. It was this awesome Facebook group that has since kind of changed. People have left it because things happened, um, right? Which is unfortunate. As always do, uh, and it just didn't Politics. feel like a comfortable space for those brewers to be involved in anymore. Right. Um, so the brew house went up for sale, and it, they needed it yanked out of the building within like four or five days. And it was like twenty five thousand dollars worth of equipment. We literally got it for half that, but we had to guarantee oh, that we could go up and pick it up before the landlord locked the doors and they couldn't right. get access yeah. to it anymore. So we agreed on the price. We actually, was, like, it was either us or Joey from Cigar City wanting to buy it. Oh, I Joey why. was going to buy okay. it outright. Yeah. We needed to finance it. Yeah. Uh, they Luckily, they sold it to us because he felt that we were going to be of better use of it. Yeah. better serve us yeah. than, than Cigar just City at the time. Putting it away. Yeah, and I, I think they had plans to use it in either the brew pub or possibly yeah. one of the airport locations. Okay. Um, right. But it worked out for us because we had a yeah. huge, we got the walk-in cooler, we got a bright tank and two fermenters, a hot liquor tank, a mash ton, a few other things for like, pennies on the, you know. That's awesome. Compared to what we would have bought it Good. for outright. So that kind of gave us a, another head start of things. And we were talking to Black Cauldron and we're like, yeah, we've got the brewing equipment. We've got nowhere to put it. And uh, I was like, yeah, we're looking for a location, too, da-da-da-da-da. she's like, I'd really like to find something near the soccer stadium. Okay. And I had been going to the soccer games. I knew what go. was going on. Yeah, as a sports fan, right? We finally get our own team. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on Craigslist looking on locations, like, literally every day. Craigslist and Zillow. And, mm-hmm. and I found this on Craigslist. And I was like, wow, that's right on Church Street by the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, it's right. We're only, what, like four blocks, five blocks away from the Citrus yeah. Bowl. So. And I had sent the ad to Gina <laughs> yeah. saying, hey, you know, this might be in your wheelhouse. But it was kind of a little more bigger and mm-hmm. than they were maybe comfortable doing on their own. And She had had the idea of two breweries coming together. Okay, so she always had that idea. Yeah, okay. it had come to her before. Um, uh, she had pitched it to a brewer up in South Carolina, I think, at a beer fest once, and he thought it was an awesome idea. Yeah, it's an awesome and, idea. And um, so I was like, hey, look at this spot. She's like, that's awesome. She's like, what if we join forces? You've got equipment already. This building is, suits our purposes. Mm-hmm. We came and looked. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, let's go look at it. Let's yeah. see if the building is even suitable for what we need. And we walked in, and we're like, this is perfect. You know, perfect. we've got the roll-up doors in the back and the front, and we're yeah. in, I mean, the zoning is appropriate. 
were by the, the, the Camping World Stadium, yeah. and we had a general idea that the stadium was going to be put in this area. This right. was still when tax yeah. dollars were involved, and mm-hmm. we, there wasn't, and they were the church was an issue. Yeah, not I selling the whole church. Yeah, um, so we we went ahead and we signed the lease. Yeah, and we met with our lawyer and got the partnership all dialed in. Trevor from Brewer Long, which you may have heard of, he works with a lot of the local breweries. is based in Maitland. Okay. Huh. Um, and uh, got that all worked out and uh, kind of signed the lease on this place without the, the stadium being a 100% guaranteed in that location. Right. So and we took a gamble. What was it before? What was this place before? Um, like it had been p- open for quite a few years. It had been vacant. Um, but it okay. was, uh, for the longest time, it had, I think it was large engines. And um, we have a sign in the back. They worked on diesel engines and like generators oh, really? and stuff. If you okay, look so out back, like there's, like a, there's like a crane okay. joist thing that yeah. lifts big engines off of like beds and stuff or trailers or out of so we think this used to be the part storage warehouse right okay uh, cause there, used, there was a bunch of labels and stuff on the joist like part numbers okay and then we think the other buildings were where they actually worked on the vehicles mm-hmm. um and we actually spoke to someone who actually used to work in this building like 30, 40 years ago. Really? 30, yeah. 40 this, years ago. It was built in 1926. Okay. Using like so it's staying. a bunch of spare parts. Shit, that's awesome. Like, it's through hurricanes. Behind so. that drywall is just, it looks like a brick wall that was made of like all kinds of different size bricks. Okay. And we're told it came from like old, something they were taking apart downtown. And they <laughs> took all the old parts, built the bricks and the wood right. and stuff and built this building with it. Um, the building next door is actually, I think, technically considered historic, the Prange building. Okay. Not so. positive on that, though. Um, you know, like, if you drill into these wood joists, it smells so good. Really? It's like uh, cedar. Yeah, you can smell it like and it's, it's still... practically petrified. It's so strong, and it's been there for so long. My engineers told me it would take a lot to knock this building down. Dude, that's... Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's yeah. it's... You could have hurricane parties in here, and uh, we were a little worried for that one hurricane that came it, through. Yeah. They were talking about like you know which one, Matthew, or the last one that was scheduled to come right through right downtown through us, yeah, and bring yeah, like seventy Matthew, plus yeah. mile per hour winds. We yeah. were worried about the windows and stuff, which never happened, never does. We have just been last minute, last minute curve always. But uh, so the building is solid, yeah, and it was just perfect. Like the area, the parking, we have overflow parking. Yeah, parking's always been a concern. Mm-hmm. with looking for places there's no issues for that we just thought yeah. it was perfect I, even during so the so this the grounds move in the, the orlando city grounds the stadium moves in um how that how did that affect you guys at all or i know construction must have been crazy but you guys were i know just opening and do we are we celebrating a one year now like yes we're one selling, year? june 4th will june be our 4th. official yeah. one year of yeah. opening the doors so congratulations on that the, we opened for the first Copa America match that was okay. here. Yeah, um, that, that was we're your playing. first. Yeah, we, okay. we wanted to try and be open for some event so we could get like dry run and experience for the soccer game days because mm-hmm. we knew it those would be big. Yeah, um, so we were able to get open for the Copa matches, um, and construction was just getting started. Okay, you know, that's mm-hmm. and. Um, we got some business from a lot of the construction. Yeah, people. of course you are. Uh, right? The company that built the stadium, their offices are next door. Okay. On the second floor awesome. above the gym. That's convenient. So a lot of them would come in after work. Grab a pills. Which is cool. We would hear the uh, <laughs> the stories of 
how the stadium was progressing, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was fun to, you know, it was fun to hear that stuff and keep keep abreast to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, through all those things, we 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 landed here, and it's a, it's a it's a prime spot. It really is. I mean, we're only what we're about two miles from here. Yeah, yeah, two miles from here. We're close to downtown. We're right near I-4 and 408 where they intersect. So easy, so yeah. Great transportation. Yeah. And then between the events at the Camping World mm-hmm. and now the soccer stadium, yeah. I mean, we have on average some days where there's twenty five to 60,000 people walking around here. It's insane. It is insane. Day one, I mean, when, when it was the welcome home, you know, uh, welcome home match where that was crazy. Being in this room, I mean, you, there's a line not only for the beer but obviously the bathrooms were yeah. out the door and we had and porter potties in the back yeah it was all it was just awesome when julian and i walk in it was all this purple it was yeah. just rad it was so rad to be here on that it was, day it's great it was, energy on game yeah. days it's oh, really I exciting it. i love and it just through social media and stuff you hear that people like this is the place that people say to go to this is the like, place to go people to. don't know if someone will be on a soccer forum being like hey we're coming from out of town we're mm-hmm. going to the soccer game mm-hmm. where do we go yeah exactly and then you'll you see three or four comments of people go go to the broken call yeah. and that's where that's where the excitement is that's where the supporters are that's mm-hmm. where the fun is you get to see the march Dude, the march started here. I thought that was yeah. so cool. The it's awesome. Like, couple, you know, fifteen a thousand to fifteen hundred people all congregate in the lot mm-hmm. with their flags. Yeah, and they're, they're all they're, they're singing along, and the bombs. drums are going. Yeah, and then all in unison, they they turn and they march down. It's so and they awesome. They light their smoke bombs. If you if anybody wants to see those, obviously your Instagram, but uh, on ours on the uh, What Ails You podcast Instagram, we have to go down a little further. But I was able to capture some great photos of yeah, that of the like, smoke bombs. People bomb in Europe that are hearing about it, mm-hmm. like Premier League fans. Yeah, like from what I understand, our farmer, his uh, sister, his farmer's European or from Europe. He picks up our grain. Uh, he, uh, his sister, still lives in Europe, and she okay. works for I want to say Stoke City. Okay, okay, and that I might be which wrong. is our sister, our sister, Believe our so. primer team. Yeah, and I'm That's not sure if it's still. It may be one of the others. Okay, Everton. Um, I'm not positive, um, but he was here <laughs> and he took photo of the march mm-hmm. and sent it to her they thought it was so cool that they were playing that like 20 second clip before the games yeah over in europe that's as like their pre-game montage on the you know yeah. showing like supporters from around the world and our pre-game match showed up on a europe that's so cool. pre-game in yeah. europe match so yeah. it's like across the pond People are here, and like, if you're going to Orlando and going to a soccer game, this is where you need to and go. And you're going to have Tottenham supporters coming here now. Yeah, we've got you know, PSG and Tottenham yeah. coming, and I oh, believe the local Tottenham uh, supporters group are trying to get them to come here. It to sh- this should for. be this really should be the before the match. You know, yeah, the, we're the working with uh, the American Outlaws. Okay. For the U.S. Men's Team. Nice. For that match that we're luckily to get next October. It, this is this is such a prime spot. I mean, I am. The biggest footy fanatic. Uh, I have my Liverpool tattoo. You nice. know, people, people always kind of came to me because this has been going on thirty something years. Me being such a huge uh, soccer fanatic, and I do call it football. I do, and uh, so now for me to have like somewhere to go, like this is every time I've gone to Anfield where Liverpool is, you have the Stanley where you you don't really buy beers in this in the stadium. You don't. You don't buy it in the grounds. You would drink before the match and get your pie, enjoy the game. And then you come back to get more beers at the, you know, at the, the brewery close by. And that's what this is. This gives me such of that excitement to feel like this is Anfield. I could come here, get my three or four pints where it's just like you go in, you celebrate it, 
you come back here for the final and you just everybody shoots the shit and talks about yeah. the game and and as great as we were doing in the beginning of the season for Orlando City fans um, I know we have a game coming up in a few days uh, let's get a win let's get a win yeah. because yeah, I mean, it's a is, tough month seven it, games in yeah. one month yeah that is that's insane if we can get through this month and hopefully rebound yeah we, and I think I think I think we can I really do Will Johnson's been one of my favorite uh, MLS players uh, from Portland Timbers and him coming into yeah. Orlando City I've been I've never been more excited yeah. for a player fingers crossed we get some we will off games I, I think we will I think we could I think we need to so so when we say um, so we have two we have two uh, tap room I mean two breweries and one tap room is it like the odd couple at all like how how's how's the dynamic between the two of you so how's I guess that you go? could call it the odd couple yeah in a way. I yeah mean, we're different but uh, male female so that's the we're, obvious we're different but we're oddly the same okay I guess you could yeah. say is yeah. can, can Ken Gina's wife says you and Gina are the same person Really? You know, okay. We're very strong-willed and um, just, you know, I don't want to say we want things our way, but, you know, we're very pay, pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that clash. Okay. But we're all, we're all in this for the same thing. We want to see both sides succeed. As a group, we want to succeed. Um, so we get, I mean, we, we get along. I we love try that. To, yeah. we ha- I mean, it's, it's, we, we, Without each other, we wouldn't have our this. No, this not at all. This wouldn't have happened. I is mean, it a crazy family now? Like you brought her in. You, I mean, you guys brought each other in as family. Uh, how's that? How's like? Is it must feel like I go to work every day. Here she is. This is my sister. You know, is it kind of like that? I mean, yeah, they're an extended yeah. family now. I mean, yeah. they, they. I mean, uh, my wedding is a prime example of that. I just got Aww. married March eleventh, three eleven. Congratulations! On music. Oh, there reference. you go. Yeah, and. Um, Everyone was came. Everyone came to the wedding. Yeah. Um, Adam was my best man. Awesome. Uh, our investors, Jeff and Julie, came. Jeff was our. He did the ceremony. Uh, so, you know, that they, they've all. They, we're all. It's all family now. I, I love that. Say so you go through, what it takes to go through opening a brewery, and you can't help but create those type of bonds. Yeah. I mean, the closest, the day that they, the, the, the city came and inspected us and gave us our certificate of occupancy mm-hmm. um, is the day that I, it was the closest to childbirth that I can, yeah. I can relate. Yeah. You took something from nothing, mm-hmm. you brought it up, you created it, and like, now it's born. Like, we can, we can go live with it. We can have com- customers here tomorrow. Yeah. Do you remember the so, first beer you poured? A, the first beer I poured, we poured was a liquid vinyl black IPA. Yeah, that's to mine. Yep. A gentleman who's that was a my good first. Friend, a, he's actually a good friend of mine. I worked with him at Yard House. He was the first to buy one of our T-shirts too. Oh, that's awesome. So he wanted. He came here the first day we opened. Yeah. The, before we even opened, he wanted to be the first guy. David. David Favreau. I'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Hope I said your last name right. <laughs> um, but. Uh, he he comes in all the time, and he was here our first day. Bought a liquid vinyls, the first buy a T-shirt. So that's he's awesome. Been, he's been a great supporter. All right, Dave, of ours. you and I we have something in common because I remember coming in here with Zach Nollinger, and uh, I was like, we had to. We knocked on the door once before. I remember we tried coming in the week before, and it was like, oh shit, they're closed Mondays. I'm off every Monday. So it was always just like, and then I remember it was just I guess a Wednesday. And we just knocked on the door, and you were so inviting. You were like, come in, come in. And I think we got here an hour early, and you're like, I don't give a shit, just come in. And we got to just sit with you and shoot the shit for a while. And Liquid Vinyl was my first. That was my, because I was like, go, go straight to that. Go straight to that, because music, 
I collect vinyl. Um, so let's talk about your beers now that we're talking about them. Sure. Uh, how many taps do we have? So how many taps do we have? We have on 12 the... tap handles. So how many do and... you get and how many do Cauldron get? Uh, well, it kind of varies depending yeah. on brew schedule. And sometimes some beers go faster than others. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think today, there's, I have five on. Okay. Um, and then Gina has six. And then Deviant Wolf has one on. Nice. Which is... Um, um, an interesting relationship we have with okay. them. Uh, we're kind of we like we call it incubating them, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they're opening in Sanford. Yeah, uh, they have the location. They're waiting to start build out, and um, patience. Is that are you giving them any pointers or? Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean that's right? that's part of the reason why the uh, the the coming together came about. They were looking to get more experience mm-hmm. on the brewing equipment mm-hmm. the larger size brewing equipment yeah um and they were looking to get experience you know how, how to run a tasting room yeah how to pay the taxes because there's really no one i mean that's one of the things i i had to ask other people there's really yeah, no reference course. point like how no. do you pay your brewing taxes yeah there's no how do you pay sales tax for that yeah. matter like you know there's not really like a tutorial out no. there i mean you can yeah, you can go but specifically for florida no they're all hard right. to find so um, luckily, we've gone through all that learning from them, and now they can take that and learn from us. So in essence, when they open, instead of going through a learning curve, they can hit the ground running. I like that. Good. And then it yeah. gives them some exposure. We put one of their beers on tap. That's awesome. That is really cool of you. I don't think I've had one of theirs yet. Because, I mean, maybe a beer fest here and there, but yeah, they're not open yet. Yeah, and so it gives them a place to direct people to. Uh-huh. So... It helps. It gives them exposure from our fan base, and then we get exposure from their fan base, mm-hmm. vice versa. Uh, so it's been a cool little relationship. They'll probably, I think, they'll be here for about three more months. Right. Okay. And then uh, they'll probably be hopefully getting ready to get on s- get I'm started glad. on their thing. So it was just kind of, it, it helped out us in a way um, financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave us a little bit of a cash infusion that helped us get some things that we needed to do in oh, the brew really house. Cool. Okay. And then. Um, it gives them a lot of exposure. And Sanford um, is, it's it. It's like the next up yeah. and coming. It's, it's and crazy. And so many people helped us along the way. I mean, uh, a brass, any shout outs right now? Yeah, is there any shout outs? Brass Tap in, in Tampa and Carrollwood, their brewer let us come and brew two barrel batches over there and guest tapped and featured us. And then, Awesome. You know, Crooked Can, I've been there and helped them out and got to pick their brains and spend so much time in their brew house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Persimmon Hollow. Yeah. Uh, they're partner brewing for us. Uh, before we opened, when our large system was still being worked on, we had them brew 15 barrel batches of nice. liquid vinyl and ruckus red. Yeah. So we could, A, have beer of our own on tap, mm-hmm. not run out of that beer on right. tap, which a lot of times happens. So I think pretty much consistently since we've been open, liquid vinyl and ruckus red have been on the entire time, which is maybe a couple days here and there. We're waiting for the distributor to bring right. us more kegs. But, so that's been a great relationship. Good. And then in turn, they put our beers on tap. There's so liquid vinyl's been on tap in the land. Mm-hmm. Um, Any so, look into distribution at all? Or uh, luckily, because the, we buy the beer back through Persimmon Hollows mm-hmm. distributor, yeah, that those beers do get a chance to go out to bars and restaurants. So I mean, awesome. we were on tap at, uh, early on at, at World of Beer and Brass Tap and Crafted and a couple other places. Uh, currently, right now, uh, liquid vinyl is on tap at the Ritz Carlton. At Highball and Harvest. That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, for about seven months now. Okay. Uh, I don't think they have any plans to get rid of it, Good. which is great. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so we're working on hopefully expanding to more of the resort or other hotel properties, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the art house. Okay. Uh, we just sent some samples out to California, their headquarters. Okay. Uh, and I opened the local yard house. Yeah. When I was yeah. waiting for Did things you? to get going here, mm-hmm. um, they were hiring, and I thought it'd be cool to work there. And waiting tables is always an easy gig when you need to have flexibility. Yeah. If you need a day off, you just give just, up your shift and someone covers it. Yeah. And I needed to do a lot of that. And how many handles do they have? They're up there in the 50s. 140. 140. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. So, so yeah, I knew I it was a lot. There. I was there for a year and a half. <laughs> Um, and throughout the whole time opening was us going through our, you know, con- permitting stage and starting yeah. construction. So they all followed us and knew what was going on. Um, and so now that we have the ability to potentially get beer in their hands and put it on tap, mm-hmm. um, hopefully I'll know this week if they're, they're going to pull the trigger. Yeah, that'd be on. awesome. Good luck. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll I was find worried. out. I, I overnighted crowlers to California. That's awesome. That's so, so crazy. My beer has made it to the other side of the country. <laughs> That's so cool. So, um, are you impressed with how Orlando's doing as a brewery city? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we've I mean huge difference compared to a couple years ago. Yeah, crazy. Any any room for improvement? Is there anything that you think that you that can be improved in the Orlando community, or or is it just running really well? I mean, it's just going to take more time for us for the local. Orlando community to know that we're here, yeah. um, that there are craft breweries to visit. And that's why we're here. Um, and hopefully more of the businesses and restaurants know we're here and mm-hmm. start swipping, swapping out some of those macro tap handles Yeah, um, with some local stuff. I would love, I, I want to see more of that happen. And we're, we're really trying to push that as what Alesia does with Jeff and I. I mean, it's crazy. When we go, we plan out, you know, when we travel. And we, we couldn't believe it. it was five weeks since we had been back in Orlando to do an episode last week. And I was like, well, holy shit, like it's good to be back. And things change within a month. It was just like our, our next interview was, so this is da, 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 da. I'm like, holy shit, like things really, it's moving fast. It's moving fast. And I, I love the community. The ale trail yeah. has been uh, hugely beneficial to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's giving a lot of people who may normally stay in their comfort zones. Like yes. they might just go to that brewery yes. that's down the street. Yeah. And religiously go to that one, and maybe then say, "Hey, you know what? Let's 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 go visit these other ones." Oh, I right. didn't know there was a brewery out yeah. in Winter Garden. I've been right. wanting to go out there. So. And I, I love the idea of the sale trail, and I think June is where we're going to really spotlight it. Um, it's been working, so we gave it a month, right? We gave it a month of May to kind of let it do its thing. And June, I really want to spotlight this sale trail. I really want to do more with it because there's so many amazing breweries on there. Some that we already talk to and some that I can't wait to talk to and then even on theirs it's kind of like the podcasters there's like this hey look who's coming up like Deviant Wolf's on there and you got Deviant didn't make the first map oh they didn't okay so Inner Compass I know is on there Inner Compass and Tactical yeah and Sun Creek yeah they're all on there as breweries and planning and that makes you go holy shit there's more coming in so I love that yeah and it was was good to give them the ability to participate and get Mm -hmm. some exposure yeah um but it's been great I mean we Sometimes the first five or six customers that walk through the door have their maps on them. It's so cool. That's you like, know, it's a so passport. It's, it's so fun. It's, you know, we, yeah. I, I like to think of it as we turn visiting breweries into kind of like Pokemon. You yeah. Got to collect them all. Yeah. Anytime you can kind That's of create that kind of at, like, like excitement about something, yeah. you're going to get people into it. And I, I think it's so smart. It's human nature to collect yeah. things and want to com- complete mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Me with you vinyl. Uh, well, really, my wife just went uh, baby with everything you do. So, yeah, yeah, I am a collector big so, time. It's been hugely popular. We're running out of maps. Are you? Um, so the second version of the map will address some things that 
we'll make the map better. Okay. Um, more information, clear some things up, um, and then add a couple more breweries that mm-hmm. um, just didn't get a chance to participate the first time around, weren't right. aware of it, or, or maybe, <laughs> they want or, or maybe on. you're realizing, yeah. wow, this is... Shit we should have from the get-go. Yeah. Or <laughs> that are, true. It's so um, true. you know, people are busy. It was hard to get everybody to, to come to meetings and stuff, but I think we'll have a couple more breweries that are open that'll so that'll expand the map a little mm-hmm. bit and then there'll probably be a couple more breweries and planning maybe added as well and i co- think so a couple more sponsors and then the website's up and running so yeah we're slowly gonna make it better as we go i think we both kind of started at the same time we were going back and forth uh keith lyons and i were kind of going back and forth of here's what the podcast is doing he's like, he's like here's what the ale trail's doing and it's almost like we were, we're consistently getting better and better and better and bigger and it's like let's keep going and yeah. i definitely if there's if there is one organization that we have kind of have our arm around it's them like yeah. we i feel like we've been going through this at the same pace in the same time and i love everything they're doing and this is totally right up what else is yeah. alley yeah know? we originally started all the brewers got together we were kind of creating a central florida brewers guild if, if you will that's right Way to okay. get all together and yeah. meet and talk about things and get on the same page and and work together and and it worked i mean we were able to come together as a group and approach orlando weekly about their beer festival okay and I remember. Just that's commu- what I was reading my first time I was here. It was com- the beer festival. Communicating to them some things that we'd like to see them do to make mm-hmm. it better, uh, make it more beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked. Yeah. Uh, as a group, we were able to go to them, and they made the changes, some some of the changes that we had asked for or suggested, and I think it makes that event better, and it's made it better for us to participate in it. Um, and then one of the projects that we wanted to work on was the Ale Trail. Good. And so it was a combined effort of pretty much every brewery you see on that map participated in some way either their input or their money yeah we needed uh, some money to get it started to print the maps to get the growlers yeah uh but it's it's paid off it's awesome i don't think think anyone participating can say that the money that they spent to participate in it has not already paid for itself and i'll say with our instagram uh i i do like to focus on it a lot and not like an hour goes by where I don't see maybe two maps within an hour or in a day, I'll see how many people. And the second I see a map, it's just like tap on it, like it, yeah. and see what else, who's who's liking that and see if they're getting maps and following them and things like yeah, that. It's, it's all us running it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the so breweries cool. we, we're facilitating it. So that's, you know, why we took a little time to get it up and running and there might be a yeah, couple bugs busy. in it, but we're yeah. working on them. I and mean, we tried to get outside um, interest in doing it such mm-hmm. um, if you go to Jacksonville or Richmond, Virginia the local visit destination management people do it visit Jacksonville and visit really? Richmond and do it they facilitate the whole program I know it's weird with Florida I don't understand we, could, we couldn't get them yeah. interested in doing it for us but we're also small fish in a very big pond mm-hmm. with Disney and so of course they're more focused, they're focusing on, on those types of things and mm-hmm. I, I hopefully they'll realize at some point that there is a craft beer tourism and there's 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 a company opening up uh in another month they're called hop on they do beer tours they're gonna be doing beer tours we need that yeah and they're focusing a lot more on the brulando yeah tours Mm -hmm. went and left yeah and um we were sad to see them go because we really kind of you wanted something like that well you're gonna uh and what else is gonna be big with it so we're kind of announcing it for the first time right now as i speak to you because uh uh four weeks away the bus is happening and uh yeah, this is going to be huge because everybody wants it to work and we want to use that map as our, this is it. 
this is our locations and we want we want people to come in and we want tourists to realize there's a lot of good beer here hop on the bus we'll take you where you need to go and it's building it's building and uh very excited we're very excited to so have a have say in it over 55 million tourists a year it's visit crazy. orlando yeah i mean yeah. so and they want to drink beer they want to leave the kids with grandma at the even if half half of one percent of those people exactly are craft i was beer. just gonna say not even a percent yeah yeah you're good you to know. go yeah so um yeah. Anything we can do to, to make it easier for those people to visit us, yeah. to get out here to the breweries, I'm all for. Any collaborations coming up that you know of uh, that you... That you're... Uh, I'm working on one, broken strings-wise, with um, Bang & Bang Banjo. Okay. Uh, That's a good I name. reached out to them. I just figured with their name and our name... Yeah, where are they from? Uh, they're down in South Florida. I forget oh, exactly okay. where. Okay. That's uh, really cool, though. I'll have to reach out to I them. I forget the exact name. South, Southeast Florida area. Okay. Like Funky Buddha area. Yeah, I was going to say between Oakland, forget it. Even North Miami, there's like Wynwood now. And yeah. I, I was, I'm born and raised there. And when someone's like, yeah, that's the Wynwood in, uh, district. I'm like, there's a Wynwood district. And it's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, then it's a baby. It, it's yeah. so crazy. Like everything South Florida has changed in district and yeah. what they're named and everything like that. And, uh, so I'm working on one with them. What is that? Do you, do you guys know uh, what you're working on? It's going to be a while. Um, but I think. It's. I think we're going to do something bluegrass-wise, bluegrass music-wise, because okay. there's an event going on, I think, in October that they mentioned doing something about. I brought it up to them, and then they came back with a really cool idea to yeah, do it for. That's awesome. It's later on in the year, so okay. I need to touch base with them and get working on that. So, uh, Bang & Banjo. That's a good name. And we I just, with the name, yeah. we thought it was totally just a sense. natural idea yeah. to do a Naturally collaboration with them. Um, in-house, uh, we're going to brew a lager. Okay. Lager mm-hmm. or Pilsner. We're okay. still finalizing the recipe, mm-hmm. uh, but we thought game days, yeah, a beer like that. Yeah, you want something, especially um, with the heat now. You could drink three of them. Yeah, you're feeling great. You're going to the game. Yeah, get a crooked can while you're there. See what I did there? Yeah, and then uh, we're and then working come back. on. We're, wish, we're working on getting our beer in the stadium. You're, I have a feeling they're going to be knocking Sooner on your door. Or later. They're going to be knocking on your door probably for next season. Yeah. Well, I we've mean, got beers named after. Yeah, you know, Ruckus exactly. Red and Purple Maine. Why so. would you not want a Ruckus Red while you're in there? It only yeah. makes sense. So you we're know? working on that. Hopefully, Good. fingers crossed yeah. one day. But it, you know. It's hard. Let's hope they listen to this podcast and they go, shit, yeah, please, yeah come on. And then, okay, so uh, we're going to get to that, la- that first question, but um, kind of make you think about it uh, more uh, as we're rounding third. If you could, has to be living, if you could teach one, since you're a singer, we'll go with singer. If you could teach one vocalist to craft brew, like make a beer, they would be able to teach you like how to sing. Who would that be? Who would your, who would your uh, vocalist, your musician be? Oh. Like an idol of yours that you're like, holy shit! I get to, I get to train them in making beer because they want to. They're like, hey, I want to. You know, I, but they're gonna. They're I'd want to say Eddie Vedder because you would think that'd be the logical answer, but he's a wine guy. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Man. Dave Grohl. Damn straight. Okay, yeah. Only because he's one of those, I think he's one of those musicians that you'd literally, if you were just randomly to sit next to him at a bar. It's what you're saying is true, yeah. You could have a beer with him. Yeah, you could. And it'd be like having a beer with just a regular old guy. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he really is. I think he would be so much fun. (laughs) Because he's he's a comedian second. Yeah. He's, 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 He's humorous. He's fun. Great musician. 
Uh, and there's so many I could choose from that I would love to meet, but I think Dave Grohl. You would learn a lot from him, too. You'd have fun doing it, and you would learn a lot from him. You know, it'd just be a lot of fun. Yeah. I agree with that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And then, uh, all right, so let's talk about those three bands. Have you thought about it? I have. Oh, shit, you have. Okay, because you've been so good in this interview of just like. I have. Yeah. And I'm, to make it easier for me to answer is I'm not going to pick any bands that are alive. Or that are, that I am able to see currently. Right. I've either already have seen them, mm-hmm. or okay. I have plans to see them. So, although, there's one band I'm gonna. Okay, I think I have my three. So who goes on first? The, who the goes lights, on first? Yeah, the lights are down. It's seven thirty. The curtain goes up. Who's the band that goes on first? Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Okay. I can't imagine what it would have been like to have seen him live. Shit, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I get goosebumps yeah, thinking just about to watch it. it. So yeah, and you unfortunately, just, yeah. the opportunity to see him has not happened. Never. So, yeah. Jimi Hendrix for sure. Okay. A huge idol of mine. Yeah. Um, have you ever played guitar? Do you play guitar? I just tried. Sing? I think you I tried. have bass fingers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Too fat I, to play. I don't know what fingers I I could hold. Those look more sticks. like it's, you know, guitar, guitar fingers kind of come more to a a, a narrow tip. I have the smallest fingers. Or I have though. like fat tips. I have so bass yeah, fingers. you could really hold that like. You can yeah. just hold that bass down. I've tried to play acoustic. It doesn't work out. I have a hard time having, you know, if, if you want to touch one string, yeah. my finger it's gonna touch, touch the string below it yeah. and above it, yeah. and it's hard. You get that I've noise. tried. I, I got good at doing this, though, when everybody's like, if you want to learn how to play guitar, you yeah. have to do this. I so. do that sometimes yeah. when I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a fidget spinner, guys. It's actually me tapping my, yeah. my fingers with my thumb. Okay, so who goes on second? Nirvana. Damn straight. So we're sticking with Seattle. We have two so Seattle. So far. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. The third one won't be. Okay. Um, but yeah. So did you ever get to see Nirvana? No. Oh, really? I didn't really get in deep into seeing Fans. concerts until like 2003. Okay. And they had passed by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I never got the chance to see Nirvana live. Damn. And I regret that. Yeah. It was, yeah, um, I got I to see. I regret not being, you know teenager going like as yeah. I probably if I had the chance could have like I know I could have in the 90s seen Pearl Jam in Florida mm-hmm. I know they played Orlando and yeah. stuff so Nirvana could have been an option but unfortunately I didn't get a chance to see them before I you never passed. got to see the Nevermind I, I got to see Bleach and I got to see In Utero but oh, Never Nevermind which was weird because I was there we're touring for two years consistently and, and then In Utero it was like, we're touring, but we're going to cancel some tours. I mean, yeah. some shows. And I got lucky to see them with the Breeders. So, all right. And then number three. This is a tough one. Yeah? Headlining. This is your well, like, all-time headliner. <laughs> I want to say one band. But putting them on a pedestal. I'm putting one them. over it just because. And it would be Rage Against the Machine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never got My, to see him, huh? I guess my runner-up on the list is Led Zeppelin. Okay, right. As I never obviously got a chance to see them. If there was a show or a tour, it would have been that Black Black Sabbath Led Zeppelin tour. Yeah, that would if have I could have seen one or two of those. Um, but damn, just rage because just you know I grew up listening to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, who didn't Blair fuck you? I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want to do, do what you what tell, you tell me, me on the yeah. I, I, as loud as possible. <sighs> I, I think I still consistently can listen to that self-titled yeah. record. We used to Blair going that. into work every day when I was a lifeguard at a water park. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but, like, just the fact that they've broken up and there's really no... 
indication that Zach's going to get back and join them. No. Luckily, I've, even with Tom. luckily I've seen Audio Slave. Yeah. Luckily, I got to go out this summer and see... What are they doing right now? Yeah, what is it? Uh, Prophets of Rage. That's it. Okay. I saw Prophets of Rage, yeah. but it's just without Zach, it's not the same. No. No. So I've I, only seen Tom Morello recently with Bruce Springsteen, but that's it. And I got lucky for that. I mean, he just ended up on stage. And it was just like, Bruce was like, all right, yeah, I'm bringing on my friend Tom Morello. And he was like, I was like, what the fuck is it? Okay. But I knew they were always good friends. And the first band that I'd like, and this is his caveat question, that I'd like to get come play here yeah, um, would be Seven Mary Three. And here, like, oh my god! Either here or like them? have a broken, broken string sponsored concert yeah. at the Beecham or something. Holy shit! I haven't but thought about them. In they haven't been here in forever. I had they've been quiet, but they're from here. You're gonna kill me. Cumbersome was yes. that there? Okay, so that was their big. That. that was like that their was their hit. Hit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange Avenue, I yeah. believe, was the album. Yeah, but they're from here. They're they've from since here. all moved away. I believe they live right. in California now. But I'd love. The last time I saw them, they played Muchos. Um, Muchos Cinco de Mayo. Muchos really? downtown? Yeah. They played Muchos Cinco de Mayo like five or six years ago. Yeah, they're turning into like a New, Eng- New, yeah, New Orleans, Orleans style, style. place. Yeah. But they played a block party, Cinco de Mayo at Muchos. Get out. And that's the last that time I think they've played anywhere in Florida. All right, so what, if what else you can do this, we're yeah, going to reach out to them. anyone's listening yeah, from we're gonna Seven go get, Mary 3, we're going to get you. I'd love to have you come play an acoustic set in the tap room. We took pictures of the tap room, so you're going to get to see them, and you're going to be like, we could play there easily. So this has been an amazing interview, Charles. Appreciate thank you so guys. much, man. How thank does it you. feel? How does it feel? It's nice. Yeah, it's good, it's right? Cool, yeah, I love it. All right, virtual handshake so everybody doesn't see it. Yeah. All right, man. Good to meet you. But uh, yeah, great interview. Jeff, I'm coming back to you. All right. Bye, guys. All right, dude. Yep. Good interview. Holy shit, yeah. That was awesome. That was different than some of our interviews. Yeah, yeah. Charles just had so much good insight. Yeah. It brought me back to the rap episode, family having a brewery. I love that. Yeah, he was so down to earth, Dude, the history. So, of course, I was taking notes. And for me, one of the biggest things was the history that he he shared. Uh, His family history Mm -hmm. and how important that is to him. I thought that was awesome. Sweet. But then he told a really good history of starting his brewery. Mm Mm-hmm. And the pain in the ass that it really right that was insightful goes through yeah dude that it was is. so insightful yeah uh, when he said uh, to go through the things that you go through when you're opening a brewery you have to become family I was yeah like, that's a fucking profound pull quote I wrote that down yeah did you I did it, it, it made sense and it really I remember my eyes you know what I love about this is that when, once the headset comes off and I really get to engage yeah. with them. They really read off my facial expressions, and I yeah. guess there's a lot of them. Dude. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, there were times where I think he could tell, like, holy shit, A, you didn't know that, or B, wow, that really meant a lot to you, and yeah. it does. It was profound yeah, to hear it him really say was. Some, some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's just say I'm excited for next week, right? Yeah, me to, too. To continue to meet the family. Same seats. At Broken Cauldron, same seats, Colin Dibbs. <laughs> um, Colin Fives. Ex- yeah, right, I'm excited. A- actually, um, you know, we've got... Uh, an OC match to go to in yeah. between then. Yeah. So that's so we'll, going to be sweet. So we'll be so back yeah. there. Yeah. I love that, dude. He's so proud of the fact that it is Orlando City soccer fans' home. Mm-hmm. Right? You start there and then you rally and then you go over to the stadium. That's awesome. And he said Stoke City. It's just nice to hear it wasn't Chelsea, it wasn't Arsenal, it wasn't, sorry guys, it wasn't Liverpool, but that's my that's my home. That's my family. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't Tottenham. When he said, yeah, you know, it was you know, Stoke City, I was like, 
Shit, there are 16 other Premier League teams out there. When I heard Stoke City's name, which uh, honestly, if you guys don't know this, Orlando City did start off as a sister team to Stoke City. So, yeah. uh, but now we're MLS, we're on our own and we're flying high, hopefully. Hopefully. Flying high. Yeah. When you, I no, agree with I'm him. Excited. We're going to get in the there. playoffs. We're going to be there Wednesday. That's going to be awesome. And then yeah. we're going to be back for round two. Round two. With the next brewer. Yes. Which we've been waiting to do, by yes. the way. We've yes. We've been excited about that. And um, Bobby Bobby Bowens over at uh, Bowegans is teaching his girls how to brew. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. That's so good. Uh, we have a chance to partner up there and meet up there. And uh, what a better time to do that with our... Dude, Central Florida right Ale Trail here. map. This is the map. You that can is hear the... the map in my hands. I like, love it. Dude, he was so passionate about that, too. Yeah. I love yeah. that. The brewers are passionate about that. And so it is June, and we're really going to focus on this since it just kind of recently launched. And already we've we've interviewed 12 of those breweries 12. on there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Here's yeah. our friends. In yeah. fact, today Here's when we family. got to introduce this idea to that that girl at the bar today, it was like, hey, like check it out. These are yeah. our friends. We know these people. Yeah. Like, it's exciting, it was, man. Yeah, when she was like, oh, cool, I want one. It was like, well, here's also a huge-ass business card yeah. of what ails you. Right. So, yeah. So, guys, if you are in the Central Florida area, go to some of these breweries. Uh, again, if it's 12 of our breweries, then you know it's probably Central 28, Bowiegans, uh, uh, now Broken Cauldron, because yep. we just did that today. Baron Peacock, uh, yeah, Cascade Larder, Dead Lizard. Red Light, Red Light. Yep. 1010. Absolutely. Which, with 1010... Uh, I want to say uh, oh, we're yeah. keeping the smash event alive, and we're drinking we're drinking this uh, the shooting blancs. Yeah, from uh, from ten ten, and this was Horace and Mike Wallace's uh, dream right here that we get to taste. And this, if you listen to the smash event, we're still drinking smash beers. Yeah, and it's good. God, I love them. I yeah. love them. So yeah, taking a sip now. Yeah. So guys, uh, for clarity, Central Florida Ale Trail is what we're talking about. You can pick up the brochure in any of these breweries. It has a map. They'll stamp. It's kind of like a passport. It is a passport. You just go and you check out all these different tap rooms. Uh, the, try the beers, man. You There's try so the beers. To have. They stamp it. And if you've seen, if you've gone to every single brewery on there, the the prize is a growler. You will get a growler. That is a Central Florida Ale Trail growler. So, yeah. guys, it's it's family. It is family. Everybody that is on here, every brewer on here has had a say in this. So it's not just like some company that went, all right, we're going to put your name on it. And here you go. Da, da, da. Like, thanks for participating. It is. No, it's coming together. And so a lot of companies in this area right now are building up. Uh, Hop on. There's Hop on tours that's going to be happening in the Central Florida area who are talking to these breweries as well and uh, working with those breweries. So we're excited to work with them, talk with them. I love it. I love it. It's, it's all happening, it's man. Fun. Yeah, it's been really cool. I like that what ails you can be at the heart of that. And, oh, you know, if, if you're listening from not in Central Florida, like, send us a message and tell us how we can get involved in the same things that are happening in Tampa. Yeah. And, and in other parts of the state. And we love to travel, that. obviously. Yeah, because yeah, Scott Brown was just in uh, Tampa the other day at Arcane, and you spoke yeah. to that gentleman who was just sitting right there. And uh, Scott Brown, a.k.a. the Andy Schuler. He was just, he had his What Ails Your shirt on. This guy said, hey, I know that podcast. And he goes, where can I get that shirt? Uh, thanks for that guy listening and for giving you, like saying, I appreciate what you're doing. And we are shocked that it's yeah. all over Florida. No, I'm not shocked. I'm not. Florida is a big state. But <laughs> still, there's so many good breweries out yeah. there. And you guys no, are drinking awesome. great beer. So I love you guys. Um, we have a busy week. Yeah. Orlando City. Yep. Future Islands. Yep. Another interview. Yeah. Holy cow. 
Yeah. Wait, two other interviews. We've got two interviews this yeah. week. Yeah. We're going to be busy. It's going to be good. We're going to be doing some more traveling. Yeah. Uh, next, yeah. next week, you're going to hear part two of the Broken Cauldron episode. And then... Um, and we're excited for that because, like I said before, we've been waiting for this opportunity. Uh, a, lo- a lot of our conversations about where's the diversity in beer? Yeah. Where are the women in beer? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's going to be pretty cool. And there's a lot because there was this event down in Fort Lauderdale uh, in the last week of May where we are now technically where we are now and um yeah so we're gonna hear some stories of what happened at that yeah. little female female uh yeah. fest that just happened down in fort lauderdale so excited to hear that yeah that's cool yeah. um all right guys uh that's all we have so cheers and we'll see you in a week i suppose yeah wait, shit wait a sec what who are you oh man i'm brian quain so uh i'm your host wait who are you i'm jeff I'm Jeff Brennan. I'm I'm co-host, I guess. Yeah, and then um, who designs all this? Oh, my wife. Your wife designs oh, all of yeah, it. Yeah, Jillian, and well, we have a website. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Kevin Jones. You do all that. Right. Appreciate and you. If there's music playing right now, that's got to come from sadness. Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> Which now I love that he does do that with his with his voice. He like, like blurs his voice. Yeah, out. I love sadness. it. So, uh, guys, also, Sadness um, has some music popping up on SoundCloud coming soon. So not this episode, but next, we're going we're gonna to point a way for you to get these, uh, these songs that he has. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's out there. We should he's do out an there. interview with Sadness. We need to do an interview yes. because it's going to be very awkward. What ails you, Sadness? Yeah. He's sad gonna, myth, why are you sad? Don't be, <laughs> don't be a myth. What else? Be reality. <laughs> so don't be sad, but reality. Uh, be reality. Um, guys, this was us. We're a family. What ails you? What ails you? We'll see you in a week. Bye. <laughs>